0: All right, chavre, today, we are in the middle of Patek Lamed Vav. So to go back to one quotation of the Yanukah that the Altarebbe brought in Patek Lamed he that we did not speak out last week, which will be very important to appreciate pedik Lamed Vav, which is a continuation of Patek Lamed Vav, the Altarebbe quoted the following Yanukkah. And just to explain, that the Zoyar which is the the braisa of Rab Shimon, is a composite of different parts of the teachings of Rab Shimon. There's a part of the Zoyer that's called the Raya Mehemna. And we have a tradition that the Neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu was the ultimate Raya Mehemna, the shepherd who shepherds faith in the Jewish people. He used to teach Rab Shimon by Yochoi. And there's a section that recorded the teachings of the Raya Mehemna. That's one part of the Zayah. Then there is the Zayah. But then there is also many times that when Apshimon Bar Yochai's Neshama went up to Ganadin, he met a Yenuka. A Yanukah means a young boy. Whether all of the Yanukahs were the same, whether they were various Yenukas, that's an interesting topic. But he quotes from the Yanukah the following that it says, a Pusik by Shloimah Hamelech, that HaChacham Einov Bereishai that the wise man's eyes are in his head, end of quote, this is a pasik in Nach, so asked the Yanukah, a wise man's eyes are in his head, and everyone's eyes are where? Everyone's eyes are in their head. To which the Yanukah explained that verse that we're speaking about, there is a fire that's burning on top of everyone's head, and that fire is the presence of the Shekhinah, and a chacham is one who is constantly keeping his or her eyes on that fire. That's the end of quote. And then the Yanukah adds, and this explains something else that was said by Shleimah Hamelech. When the Al quotes the statement of Shleimah Hamelech, the Al paraphrases that which Shleimah Hamelech is shouting: that Shemen Al Rishcha, Al yechzar never allow. For there to be a lack of oil on your head, what does that mean? So the Alter says that statement of Shlomeh is going back to the to the real meaning of Hachacham Ein of Beroshi, as explained by the Anuka, who says that on top of, every, of everyone's head there is a fire. So the Alter adds and he says, what's that There is a fire. That every person is like a candle. That the person, which includes the body which includes the animal soul, which includes the godly soul. All of that is the wick in the analogy of the candle. The Shekhinah is the fire that's on top of the wick. And as we all know, that in order for the fire that's burning on the wick, for the fire not to consume the wick, and then it's a lose-lose because there's no wick. And then when the wick is burnt out, there's no fire what makes a, fu- a candle continuously burn when you fuel the wick with fuel? Then the fuel goes through the wick. The fire is consuming the fuel. Olive the, the candle, the, 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 the wick is not consumed. And the Iker, the fire remains here. The fire doesn't go away. So Shlomah Melech is shouting that make sure that shemen Al-Roshcha that there'll, ne- there'll never be a lack of fuel. Keep on fueling the fire. It's a very important statement. What we are saying is that the body, we get that. The animal soul, we get that. Even the godly soul is the wick. That's a big question now. How is the godly soul the wick? If the godly soul is a chelik alakami mal mamish, but that's what it's the wick. It's inferior. The shechina is the fire, and what is the fuel that we need? So if you would have to answer the question yourself, you would think, since the fire is on my head, so the fuel, would be tighter. So says, the Alter Rebbe quotes, that what is the fuel, my Toivim? Mitzvahs. And that is really the, the Nekudah that is explained through the Chiddush, as we spoke out last week, of chapters 35 and 36. And this is really, there's a struggle going on which is a struggle that's a machrekes l'shem shamayim, that goes on forever. As to what is greater, what is more important, Torah or ma'asim toivim? And this statement implies that ma'asim toivim is superior to Torah study. And dafke ma'asim toivim is the shemen that makes sure that the presence of the shekhinah stays connected to one's head and all this has to be understood why my some what not trade a study and taking a step back I have a bigger question how can we say that even the godly soul needs something in order for it to stay connected to the Shekhinah the godly soul we learned is I get it that my body I get it that my animal soul is not the Shekhinah it's part of the world and God granted me the, the, the great s'chus that the Shekhinah is connected to me, but I have to work for that. The Shekhinah can be connected to me, but for me to keep the shina here, I have to fuel it. Fine. But that the godly soul needs... Why would the godly soul need anything? And indeed, does the godly soul need anything to be connected to God? And the answer is yes, but how do you explain that? Why would the nefesh elikis need anything to be connected to godliness if it is a chilek of God, Mamish! And the, and the al Rebbe explains something very important. And let me use a mushal that is given in Hasidus and other areas which is such a gewaldic mushal, Comparing Torah versus the nefesh elikis of a Jew. Each one of them vis-a-vis God. So Torah is called light. And use this analogy. God is the source of light, the ma'ir, and the tairah is light from God. Treyrah is light and God is the Ma'or. The Jewish godly soul is called to in the treyrah, banim atem la that the godly soul is like a child to a parent. God is the parent and our neshama is the child. Now let me ask you, when you're thinking about the relationship between the product and the source, Think about a child-parent versus light and luminary. Which one is closer to the source? The child to the father or light to the source? So like this, each one has something over the other. When it comes to to light from the source, the light has mamish no identity other than it just reflecting the source the moment you take away the source immediately the light goes away the light never becomes its own mitzis well, you shut the lights why is it dark? Because the, because the bulb is out so what? but what happened to the light? the light, if there's no source, there's no light a child and a parent, if the parent was a half healthy parent the, the purpose of raising children is for them to be independent beings the, the more independent the child healthier the child actually the child for the child to reflect the parent the child has to be like the parent if the parent is independent then for the child to be fully representing the parent a mini parent the child has to be independent as well so you have as as a dichotomy you have as a inner inner paradox on one hand you can definitely argue that the child's relationship to the parent is much deeper than the relationship between light and the source. Because the light is never the source. The light is not a mini-source. The light is not the source. The source is the, is, the, is the luminary. The light is a ray from the luminary. But on the other hand, the level of bitl that the light has to the source is superior to the child and a parent. By a child and a parent, the child is a separate being. And not only is it separate, but it has to be able to tell, the, you know, our kids tell us no. And then, then it becomes a child. If he can't say no, then, then, it's, then it's not really davo," then it's not a replica of the parent. Then nesham is mamash a replica of God. God is free, we have freedom of choice. We become a separate entity. So we are separated. But on the other hand, the essence of the father is the essence of the child. The essence of the child is the essence of the father. That closeness does not exist light luminary. And this is, if you think about this, think about this, it's a Givaldic explanation as to the Jewish soul versus the Torah. Which means like this. Be'etzem, if you're talking about Be'etzim, the godly soul is a lot closer to God than the Torah. The Torah is torah The child is a... Is a we, our neshama is a child of God. However, there's a downside to that. What's the downside? Is that dafka? because we became an independent, so to say, replica, we are bunim to God, the downside is, is that we lack Bittal. We don't have an inherent Bittal we're not as bottle as, as light. Now what did we learn in Tanya about Bitel? How does the Shekhinah rest anywhere? How do you even define Kedusha? The Altarebbe wrote in the beginning, the definition of Kedusha is a deep awareness of our subservience to God. In the, in the earlier Prakim when he spoke about and sitra Achra and Sitra or in the beginning, the definition of Sitra Achra is there is a lack of Bittal. And up until the physical world, the worlds themselves constantly feel that they are dependent on God. The reason why this world is called the world of klip and Sitra Achra is because the world inherently is not bottled to God. And that includes the, the godly soul as it came into the world. That means that our nefesh elikis doesn't have the same level of bitul as Taita. Treidah is just an extension of God. Bittul brings to the Hashraj hashchina The shechina can only live and reveal itself when on something or someone that's total, totally bottled to God. So the reason, let's go back, that the neshama needs to learn Taita that the neshama needs something to connect to Hashem, because the neshama has to make an effort of bittling itself in order to get closer to God, even though it's already a banamaten. Since Taita is mamish, a, a, an extension of God, treda is nothing other than shouting what God wants. Treda is revealing God, revealing God's desire, revealing God's wisdom. It's a gilu of God. When we learn Taita, we ingest the treda, we understand it. So if I'm lacking Bittu, when I put the trait inside my mind, it elevates the Bittu even in the godly soul. But now the Alter Ebbasah is beautiful. It, being that the whole concept is to be mevatel the lower world, in order to bring the Shekhinah into the lower world since the kavana. That was the whole beginning of last week. We explained that the way Chabad this emphasizes that there are two different tracks that are going opposite each other. There is the track of we want to elevate ourselves. That's a good holy track. But then there is God's Kavana. God wants all of this in order for Him to be brought down over here. Not for us to go up over there, but for Him to come down over here. And being that this is God's desire... And since we're not here, we're not practicing Yiddishkeit as a God forbid, as a selfish, uh, self-help manual, but it's about fulfilling God's will, the main kavanah is not elevating myself. We don't serve God to go to Gan Eden. We don't serve God to... to get, we, we are doing the mitzvahs to bring God into the world. And, and where does God want to live? In the lowest of realities. So now, in that context, when you learn Torah, where did you bring God into when you learn Taita, you are mavatal, your mind. You brought God into your godly soul. You even brought God into your animal, rational soul. But to what part of their soul? To their chachma. You learn Taita with your mind. Were, were, were you mavatal the reality of the world? No, you were not. But the moment you do a mitzvah, dafke maisem taivim, maisem taivim means that we're taking parts of the world, and we're making sure that they, that they are positioned the way God wants them to be positioned. We're taking the animal and we're turning it into a tefillin and we're using them the way God wants them to be used. Every mitzvah is an act of us bittling a certain part of Aylam hazeh that it should conform to the way God wants it to conform. So in that context, if the Kavanah, like, like we're saying that, that we should always know that the Shekhinah is mamish, we almost have it. And we have it. But, but we have to make an effort. We have to fuel it. Fueling it means that we have to affect bitle. Think about fuel. What, is, what happens by fuel? The fire is burning up the fuel. It's being mevatled the fuel. And if there's no fuel, then, then it's going to eat up the, 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 the wick. We have to constantly do actions through which our bitle to God is expressed this is the only way that we get to keep the Shechinah's presence to be Shoichin, to live and to reveal itself. And in the lower, the better. The lower the reality, the better. That's it. That's so first of all, that explains why even our godly soul needs Yiddishkeit. And no, not, not that I'm, I'm godly anyway. We're godly, we're abundant, but we lack vittle. And then when I learn Torah, and, I, and I'm a, that means I'm making my mind conform to God's logic, I'm bittling my mind, which is great, and their taka the Shekhinah will be shoreda on my mind. But since the kavana is tafdira b'tachteinim, that's why the Alter argues. You know, Yisachar Zvulun, who is fulfilling God's kavana more? Dafke Zvulun. Shabbos and weekday. Where is God's kavana fulfilled? Dafke weekday. When am I elevated? Dafke Shabbos. I'm going away from the world. I'm not involved in uvdin d'choil. I'm not doing bittling in the world. I'm talking learning and davening. The, the yid that's that's a yisachar yid, good for him, good for her. So they are they they are elevated, but that that's not the ikir. The ikir is not what we want, and we should want that. We have to want that, but we have to also acknowledge it's not about me. The whole Yiddish guide is about God's desire. God wants to have diber betachteinim. Diber needs bittel. So when you do sim toivim then you are fueling what is being used for bittel the oilam haze, the Altar Rebbe says, your nefesh Baham is and your body and the world. And therefore the fire of the shekhinah that begins with chachma is able to be shayra all the way down to the lowest part of reality.